Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse Video Game News and Reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the gaming community. And with me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And Jay Dimes. Greetings and salutations. Happy Star Wars Day. Happy freaking Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. I know a lot of people that hate that, by the way. Why? And you know what I say to you? Screw you. Hold on. What, what is, who, who pissed in their Kool-Aid that they hate it? Just uh, well, some wieners about it. Now, That's like the reason I, I that we tell, have Star Wars Day. I will tell you, I could see, I, I could fathom if someone was Catholic and they thought, like, may the fourth be with you was kind of mocking. But uh, other than that, I, but I, I, don't, I mean, like, they I don't say may why. the force be with you. And then me as the Catholic that That's I am, I, I do say, like, and also with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it, and yeah. I'm not Catholic. So happy Star Wars Day. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Are MMOs on the decline? How important to mental health are video games? Microsoft gets sued again, and breaking news concerning a really cool possible PS5 feature. All that in GeForce Now Cloud Gaming News on this episode of Joystick and Mouse. Now, before we talk about that, uh, gentlemen, I have to tell you something. I got a freaking TV. Oh. A big-ass TV. And it is a Little big TV. old TV. How come you didn't get a bigger one? Uh, because it just, I can't put it anywhere. Um, I got a <laughs> Hey, Alex, I think TV you should sell me your 4K monitor since your TV is that size. You don't need both of those things in the basement. It's too much. I, I now have a, uh, I actually have a 55-inch 4K TV just sitting in the storage room waiting to be hung up here in the basement in a different part of the basement. Um, oh, you're going to leave them both down there? Well, the other one is going to go out into like the far area where like all of our sports stuff is, where we're going to put a pool table and like all this other stuff. So like that, that whole area is going to be like a bar oh. area, like a sports bar. Hey, and, if you get a uh, pool table, I, I bet Vanessa, I can get, I can drag Vanessa out for a uh, recording days. She'll come over and play pool. Oh, does she like to play pool? Yeah. That's like Deanna's She doesn't jam. play a whole lot anymore, but um like when we were when we first started dating and gators were still open in uh woodbridge we used to go play pool pretty regularly i got oh, really? okay i mean i'm not great yeah. but i was okay so in in future episodes when you hear pool pool balls clacking in the background you'll know what it is that's exactly right <laughs> it'll be great eventually be great. i am gonna wall off this uh i was gonna ask you studio. if you had ever thought about hanging hanging a a a door a wall and a door yeah i'm gonna um, get like a sliding door like some kind of like a barn door or something that i can use to really shut this area off um that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. no that's great that's what gotta work it all out Wait, this this studio is coming along one expensive day after another which you, you know what you really need is a is a entrance like a side entrance into the basement I thought That'd about that. I actually, my, my brother-in-law was, uh, is a, is a landscaper and I kind of like toyed around with that idea. Um, because like he kind of knows how to deal with some of that stuff. Um, you'd have to build, you'd have to build, I think you got to put in windows. There are windows yeah. down here in the basement though. There are windows. Yeah, but you got to have like room, a certain size. Each room has to have a fire escape. And so the window has to be a certain size so that you can climb out of it. If, if you, you have an exit through the basement. I don't know. I don't know what the rule is. Each room. There's something weird. Each room has to have an exit. Because one of my coworkers just, one of my former coworkers just went through that because they just finished their basement. And there was something that they had to do from a code perspective. Oh, um, okay. Good to know. Code is important, friends. We want to be yeah. mindful of the law. Because one day you might want to sell your house and you don't want to. That's true. Code. 
But for now, it's working out great. And the 75 inch TV looks beautiful with my Philips Hue Sync stuff going and with like all the freaking Final Fantasy VII remake I've been playing on it. It's Ooh, awesome. somebody wants that for their birthday. Mm. What, oh, Final by Fantasy the, by remake? the way, great. by the way, tell that somebody uh, level 11. Level 11. All right. So, so for everybody's reference, Don, and if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, Don <laughs> and I have been playing the Division 2. It's a slow burn for us. But guess who just came uh, to the realization that J Dimes has it for PC? And we got to get him caught up. So, J Dimes is getting caught up and leveled by his son, Will, and they're, he's going to join us. And maybe we can turn that into a little bit of a, of a jam session. That'd be really fun. Yeah. That'd be well, fun. Well. Yeah. So, um, and, and and happy Star Wars Day, by the way. Um, how have you guys been spending your Star Wars Day? Recovering. I started <laughs> recovering from recovering. What? I am all beat up, man. So, <laughs> so this week, uh, everybody uh, here in the DC area, Saturday was just this absolutely gorgeous day. Beautiful day. So, uh, went out and finally got a chance to do some work on the truck. Mm. And I, for some reason, the the pickup trucks do not. When you unlock them with the key fob, it doesn't unlock the tailgate. It, so I put it. I put in a little mechanism to unlock the tailgate when you use the key fob. Well, except that the wire has to run all the way from the tailgate, all the way up underneath the truck, all the way to the cab. Jeez! In the front firewall. And into the into the side panel, so I'm underneath the truck, you know, moving around, getting down, getting back, getting up. I decided I needed a creeper, so I went out and bought myself a creeper. But yeah, I got. What the hell is a creeper? creeper? It's a thing with wheels that you lie on that you can oh move okay. around underneath yeah, underneath yeah, yeah. the truck. I didn't know what um, that was called. I know I didn't know what it was called either. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I got like scrapes and stuff all over my elbows at, and arms and for, stuff for from people moving are, around underneath the truck for the people who are who are at home listening like we have our our notes and everything it says diddy bought a creeper in the uh <laughs> in our pre-show notes <laughs> and i'm like the hell does that mean so yes. okay good to know good to know so you're recovering from a, a day I, days of working hard on that truck i'm i'm feeling pretty sore i did a ton of yard work over the it's always something and, always something um, to truck feeling nice and nice and uh sore from that what about you jay dimes how are you uh how are you doing i spent my weekend playing division two okay no surprise sure. um had a had a very productive weekend i got three exotic items in 24 you? hours Dang. my, my rng good. is uh is turning it's how about turning. how about that i love my that. uh the first friday night it started friday night i played from about mm, 7 p.m till three o'clock in the morning I was grinding a particular mission, trying to get an exotic holster that only drops from the boss. And I think I ran that mission 11 times on challenging before Jeez. the holster that, finally dropped. The same mission? Yeah, yeah. Just you kept ran the over same over. mission 11 with, times. With randoms every time. I never played with the same group. Um, God, I'd never do that. I'd never like run a dungeon trying to get a mount or something. I'd and then the next night, yeah, we never I do played... That, do we? I played with my my normal crew and I was like, hey, I want to get these these knee pads, the Sawyer knee pads. And uh, so we were like, all right, we're going to go farm this mission. So we show up in the mission and there's one of these mechanical dogs that's right there when we when we show up. 
So we light the thing up and it goes down and I'm like, hey, I see, I see red. And they're like, what are you talking about? And so I run over there and it's the knee pads that I want. Oh, really? And my buddy was like, yo, one shot and you get the knee pads that you want. And I was like, dang, I dude, that's the way it goes. We did. We farmed that that little section a couple more times. And uh, my buddy pulled, got a pair of the knee pads, too. Good and then we you. then we were just running normal missions. And I walk into this room and there's a box and all the other guys in my group ran past the box. I stopped at the box, opened it. That's like Diddy. And dude. I got an exotic rifle. And I, I was I like, yo. I was like, yo, I just got a rifle. And they were like, what? Did he so yeah, funny. Out of what box? He we'll be running, we'll be running shit together. And I I'm like 500 feet ahead and I turn around and he's no longer he's no that he's no longer there. But he's picking up every single thing that we have passed. And I completely <laughs> missed. I just didn't see it. But I, he's I can't so help detail oriented. Uh, at this point, it. I leave all sorts of stuff just on the ground. Because like it's not gonna help my build, and it's just gonna take up space. I just I just kind of destroy stuff. And by the way, uh, Forever Rebel in the chat says share that RNG. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't have it. That's for sure. I'm trying to get a chess, an exotic chess piece now. And so is that what they show? Do they show up red? Yeah. So what'll happen is, um, it'll you know how like. Now you see like the colors when you get drops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the orange so, ones are the really yeah. good ones. So when, when I think when you hit level thirty, you'll start getting gold, gold pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, when you get an exotic piece, well, let me let me start before that. You can get named pieces, like named items. So they're normally like. They have like a perfect role, whether it's the talent or like one of the characteristics will be maxed. And those show up gold. And then there's like a little chevron mm -hmm. that shows up in the gold streak to indicate like, hey, you got a named item. Okay. You'll also sometimes see little small chevrons. And that tells you that it's just it's a regular item, but it's got a max role. Man, the, that's a, go, go ahead. Go ahead. The exotic items show up red with a big fat chevron, and then you'll see like a little uh, shade logo above it, like the, like mm. the, and that'll tell you like, okay, that's what it is. And when you get close to it, you'll see the icon for the item type, but it won't tell you what it is. So like, there's two different pairs of exotic knee pads. So like, I could have gotten the ones that I already had, mm. or. It could have been the new ones, and it, this in this case, it was the new ones. I'm glad to hear that you've been playing this game for so long, and you still find it so so fun and, and rewarding. I mean, same could be said about us in World of Warcraft, sure. But like, I agree. I think this Division Two is in such a good place, man. It's it's a lot of fun. Like though though Don and I are not nearly as close to end game like you're playing in that game. The ride is fun, dude. It's a good. It is. It's a it good is story. Fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a good story. And honestly, like I Very think you all benefit from having not played day one because they fixed a lot of stuff that was jacked up in the beginning. Okay. They've also changed some stuff that I would have preferred they kept. But for you all, you all won't know the difference because yeah. you wouldn't have seen. Well, and I want to. Um, stuff. I want to throw this out there to anybody listening. If you're if you're kind of like. Dig in the idea of playing Division Two on PC. Hit us up. 
Uh, you can email joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Happy to coordinate and get a board gaming session together with listeners. Because we're enjoying it, yeah. man. And I'm, I'm happy Subscribe to hear that. And uh, you see us going to do a jam session. Uh, feel free to, to, to yeah. join in. Jump here. in. Um, well, we do have uh, some fun news topics to jump into. Uh, why don't we go ahead and do that? If I could find the sound, and it is right here. It's time for the Blizzard co-founder, co co-founder, Mike Morheim, co-founder, co-founder, who stepped down as president in 2018 and left the company the following year, has some thoughts about the current state of the MMO genre in general and naturally the World of Warcraft in particular. Now, this was a very interesting article. I got to read this a bit, um, and it really was pretty enlightening um, to hear from his perspective, somebody who, who really helped to create one of the most the most successful MMO, I think, in history. Uh, and to kind of hear about how some of the ways that they actually pulled back on some of the, the social pieces that were really inherent in uh, World of Warcraft's early history to make it more accessible. There's this weird um, kind of line between accessibility versus sociability. And then um, how do you balance that? And, and the game has kind of gone through some ups and downs. I want to welcome the, uh, the chat for input on this as well. I will share the article in the, in the chat here. Let me make sure I do that. We're watching live twitch.tv slash every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can be part of the conversation there. Um, but, Don, I want to kind of get your reactions to this as well. What are your thoughts? So... So this interview was fascinating. Uh, it was interesting to hear Morheim's um, take on this. And he didn't actually come out and say it, but I got the feeling that there were pressures for them to change World of Warcraft to make it more accessible that he didn't agree with. Um, and he has a point. If there are a lot of people right now that play this game solo. You and I don't. We enjoy raiding. We enjoy the camaraderie. Yeah. We're in a big guild. We we like that about it. But I do know people that play this just completely solo. And it does take away from the social aspect of the game. The, uh, the When you first started World of Warcraft, there were things that you had to get a group to do. You had to. But right now, you know, the big thing is your cloak and you're trying to upgrade it. I know lots of people that are running those um, those missions to upgrade their cloak solo. Yeah, Bobby's doing a it. A lot of people are doing them solo. Um, and, and I think that sort of defeats the purpose of the MMO. That's the whole point. It, you know, you're supposed to play with other people. Well, let's also let's open this up. I, I'm I actually point. I, I'm I'm curious to to hear J Dime's perspective as somebody that doesn't play World of Warcraft but understands it from you know your and my perspective, Diddy. It's like, do do you see uh, any harm in playing an MMO by yourself? No, I, you know. People have said that like the new way the division is playing is moving more towards an MMO style than it is um, a traditional FPS. And having I, I don't know, 
I can see some similarities between the way World of Warcraft works and the way Division works, which is what I play primarily. But I, I don't I don't mind jumping in the division and playing by myself, you know, like um but but would you go in there and like just primarily play it by itself? Like if you if you um were forced to choose like one way or the other, if you had to play with people well, nonstop okay. or let, by yourself. Let me ask you a question. When you say play by yourself, do you mean socially or like like you technically? Choose, uh, so socially. because what? Okay, so like there, yeah, there are a lot of times when I go in and play, and like I may play something that requires four players, mm-hmm. but I'm not talking to those guys. We're just four people in in a room shooting at things. So okay, so so but let's you take... still require four people to do it. Right. So let's take it the other way, which is kind of what I was trying to say. So uh, let's take it in the way that you only do the single player content. So in other words, you do all the dungeons by yourself. You don't ever go into any of the raids because you don't want to group up with anybody. Um, and that's force group content. Would you ever choose to play that game like that? Probably. Yeah, okay. And I just know there was some stuff I do. I did that with Call of Duty for a long time. Like I just didn't play the multiplayer. Like I played the campaign, yeah. and I played the campaign solo. But that's and, different, and right? Done. Like I, I think, yeah, like that's a very segmented, right? A game like Division Two and World of Warcraft, you're surrounded by all these people, and I and I can kind of like see the allure of uh, in some cases where you just want to play by yourself, and it's just. Yeah, just I guess out, I guess man. it would really just depend on whether the mechanic of the game. For me, lended it, lended itself to being able to be effective solo. You know, like so, I could play the division solo, but I would probably have to play at a lower um, difficulty to get some stuff done. Right. So that that's sort of the thing. So if you couldn't get those epic level items. If you played by yourself, would I still do it? Would you still do it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an interesting so it's an interesting dynamic, and and you know they kind of talk about the research, like if there's ever going to be like a surge in MMOs in the future, like you know a lot of other games are kind of capturing the essence of social online play with uh, quicker, less. Um, time investment and less money investment, frankly, from a development perspective, making it easier to get those social experiences without all the rigmarole of an MMO. Um, You know, one of the things that they talk about in this article, uh, you know, that Morheim says, he says, I think that's probably a question of accessibility and time investment. Uh, Morheim says, I wouldn't say that MMOs uh, wouldn't have a resurgence in the future, but maybe there's there are other types of games that are able to capture the social experience even more. But at the same time, he cites accessibility as one of the reasons that uh, that not as many players are returning to the venerable MMO, which he reckons has sacrificed some of its social appeal. I would also like to observe that as World of Warcraft evolved over the years, it actually kind of became less social because in an effort to achieve more accessibility, we kind of removed some of the reasons why you needed to play the game the same with the same group of people over and over again. And to me, this kind of 
comes to like if you guys remember in World of Warcraft, they came at this head where it was like uh you had raid finder and flexible raiding and some of that sort of stuff where it became more accessible and you you were able to jump into this raiding content stuff that was really really hard difficult to coordinate um and that it would uh you ended up it, it ended up almost kind of cheapening the experience for some people for me well, on the I... other hand uh is it, it actually helped me build the raid team that, that we have today filthy casuals it, it's allowed some accessibility for me i think i think that they found an i think that at one point the accessibility was a little off to kind of one side and i think it still is pretty accessible compared to the past but what i think is really cool kind of looking at the flip side of it is that blizzard has now given people another opportunity to experience that really hardcore mode at at that one point in time and that's world of warcraft classic so i think that they've almost found a nice way to satisfy everybody in this case and that's why there's so many people that are really polarized and saying classic is the way that mmos should be and uh, we're, we're forced to, to accomplish X, Y, and Z and work as a team and, and, you know, like really drive the social piece. And that's what brings the social piece to the MMO. Um, it's like almost like hardcore social. And then it's like accessible, softcore. Softcore. (laughs) So I think this is what I think people have to well, Blizzard has to make a decision. I think people just have to understand it. Their their goal is to make money. The goal of the company has to be to make games as accessible as possible. And profitable. And profitable. Uh, So if that means that you have to make the game possible for people to play solo, then that's what you do if you're trying to sell units, right? And Blizzard's perspective on the, or not perspective, but vantage on this game is not the normal cycle of games. So like, this isn't, okay, we're going to make a game and then a couple years we'll make another one or what have you. Like, this is a game that they want you to continuously play and you pay a subscription to play. So let me play how I want to. I'm paying and, you know? and that is the business. I think that's, that's the, the business. business pressure that they got. They're not trying to make Facebook. But, they're trying. They're trying to sell Absolutely has taken away from the social aspect of the game. Yeah, possibly. I mean, because, we have this argument with the division all the time, right? Because, like, they have a raid. You need eight players to play a raid, and you need eight players who want to play as a team to play the raid. So. The raid isn't really feasible, although they will let you play it as a random group of people. You can imagine playing a raid with a random group of people who are not talking to each other during yeah. the raid. Happens and all the time. Yeah, yeah. End of yeah it, right? it's called LFR. Yeah, no, that's not what you want. But some people choose to do that because they don't want to or haven't had the opportunity to join a, to join a clan or what have you and, and, and get a group that raids together. Mm-hmm. And, and I have a huge amount of nostalgia for that camaraderie and that social aspect of the game, because, you know, I've met some of my, 
my dearest friends that way. I've, I met Alex that way. I met my wife that way. I mean, because we were together every week to, to, you know, try and, 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 you know, reach a goal, um, during in the game and so i met some i have some wonderful friends that i met because of the social aspect of this game and it was yeah, because me... of the, the also is because of the depth of the social aspect which i think shouldn't be yeah. ignored because again a lot of coordination you, you bang your head against the wall with all 25 people in your raid team that's nothing to scoff 40. at. Like that's in 40. Yeah. Back in the day, back in the people. day, it was 40 and it's you brutal. all had a role when you had to do your role perfectly yeah for everybody to succeed uh and it, the pressure you know. dude the pressure was insane back but when he when you when you were successful the euphoria that you had together as a group that you know that you you know that you did it together with the same 40 people most of the time that you can't you can't duplicate that oh yeah playing you know, as a solo player. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Does do they offer something like 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 open? I don't. know, Maybe this isn't the right f- way to frame it, but like open clan. So, like, if if you start to play World of Warcraft, right, and you don't have a group, you don't have, you know, a corner that you can go congregate in, where they'll just place you with a group of people and you can stay in that group until maybe you find a place where you'd rather be, but like everyone gets assigned a group. Yeah. It's like they, they have Not- these, they have servers that are meant for new people and they have like little channels that they kind of put you in to, to kind of give you help. Uh, there's also well, AIE, I- which is like the most welcome opening group ever but you got to know yeah recently they they did this new thing called guild finder where they give you a tool to search through the guilds and the guilds put up what they're about and you can search through them and say well this you know looks like a guild because i'm really casual and i really am not ready to raid or anything like that and and that you know you can then uh ask to join that guild yeah uh that that's a new tool that they put in a couple years ago i think but um you know, so yes, they have that, but they also have some other things, you know, like group finder. So you don't have to join a guild. You can no. just go play with people. And that's where I think people have felt the cheapening, right? Because it, there's right. there was a lot of times like where you'd have to. So dungeons, for instance, in World of Warcraft, I could sit in the capital city and click, you know, find a group. And it matches me magically with four other people, ports me to the dungeon. We do the dungeon. We get ported out. And we're done. I never spoke a word to those people. There was not the coordination like you'd have to do. You'd never have to like everybody meet at the at the entrance. Oh, this person's having trouble getting here. Let's uh, help them find their way to get here. Oh, they're getting jumped by all these uh, bad guys. Let's go fight them off and like kind of make our way to the dungeon together. There's not that anymore, which I think people have have kind of realized that that's the social piece with the coordination and everything that's missing from a lot. And really a lot of MMOs, final fantasy, uh, for final fantasy 14, you know, online or whatever, uh, guild wars, um, all the quote unquote MMOs, star Wars, the world Republic, they, they're, they're all doing that. 
sort of uh sort of thing. So so one thing I just I'd I'd like to point out is I think some some people play these games because they don't want to deal with people. <laughs> like this is this what a the contradiction, game is, right? I well, mean, like, I'm not saying I'm know. not saying you're wrong because I think you're right. But it's just it's a funny contradiction because if you don't want to deal with people, you're literally surrounded by hundreds and thousands of players throughout your experience in that world. But but what I think they're looking for is a different reality to immerse themselves in. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's like it's like when you play The Sims, right? The Sims doesn't like you're surrounded by other players, but like your interaction with those players is kind of on your own terms. Yeah. And that's actually, that's a good, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to leverage that statement as a good segue. That's a good next, lead in uh, for our next uh, news topic. So yeah, but email us uh joystick and mouse at gmail.com. If you want to chime in on your perspective on social gaming, especially in the, uh, in the, MLM Hey, I didn't even do that on purpose, but I, you know, yeah, that was good. Did he go ahead? All right. Jane McGonigal is a game designer extraordinaire that has made it her number one goal in life to see a game developer win a Nobel Peace Prize. She is a world-renowned designer of alternate reality games that are designed to improve real lives and solve real problems. She believes game designers are on a humanitarian mission. Mm. So I ran across this article. Um, obviously, we're, we're, you know, in a in a point here where a lot of people are taking their isolation and they're escaping to games to help them cope with the isolation and the loneliness and the and the um and and those feelings that they're having and she did an AMA a couple of weeks ago about how how to use a game to 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 do that to, to use it to cope um the sims is a perfect example that's the game that they happen to be talking about is that people are setting up the sims just like they would their normal life they have them and their significant other and they're in the house and because and they can't go out but they take them on vacation in the sims in the game i find I, I've actually heard her TED talk. Uh, Jim McGonigal is, is a PhD. She's done TED talks. She is is a game designer. She designed the game because she had a head injury, and she designed this game to help her get back her cognitive functions um, after a, a serious concussion that she had. Amazing. So I find her fascinating. This article was just amazing about she develops her game to solve a real world problem. But right now it is isolation and how to cope with that. But most of her games are done in that fashion. Um, one of them was for one of the games she, she developed was for uh, the sedentary lifestyle. To get you out and get you hmm. uh, moving in the world, yeah. um, she's done a lot of things like that. Her TED talk is fascinating. 
um, talking about uh, talking about game design and and the, you know the dopamine rush you get from from uh, um, uh, accomplishing something in the game. So I, I highly recommend going to listen to her, to her stuff. Um, she has a new book out. That's what started the whole thing <laughs> with the. Uh, with her AMA, but um, yep, I, I found it really interesting. Um, yeah. You know, the, 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 and, and we've talked about this the last couple of weeks about how we're using video games to cope with the isolation and the loneliness. Totally, dude. Like, and you look at how many people are sharing so much great stuff that they're building and putting together, and this kind of goes back to the social piece, but it's like. They're socializing through games. They're building stuff together in games. Animal Crossing has been such a therapeutic experience for so many people dealing with this. Um, I didn't know I knew so many people that played Animal Crossing. Me neither. It's pretty amazing. Uh, And seeing all the celebrities even that are like into that game. It's so funny. Uh, But yeah, I I think that it, it, first of all, yeah, it's a, it's a social outlet. Uh, it's an escape outlet. It's also a very wonderful creative outlet. You see some of the most creative stuff coming out of this. Uh, I, I think that uh, it is seeing what people are building in Animal Crossing. Also, The Sims, this article that, that will be in the show notes. I shared it in the live chat here on Twitch. There, uh, there is this. They, they, cre- they recreated the set of Boy Meets World in The Sims. Mm. Like, like that, that to me is just so cool. And by the way, it's legit. Like it, it really looks like it. So, yeah. um, yeah, such and a cool it, thing. And the thing about this is so that it, this immersion is actually very therapeutic to counteract the feelings and the, and the things that you, that are happening to you while in isolation. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a, a, she she um uh she attacks it from a medical perspective sure sure yeah and we're, we're gonna have the links up to to all this content and i encourage you guys to check it out uh in the show notes uh over at joystickandmouse.com um tim you've got the next uh news topic here something kind of close to you A class action lawsuit filed against Microsoft claims that Xbox Elite controllers have a joystick defect, uh, vindicating many players' antidotes. Um, so I never had any problems with my joystick on my Elite. I did have a problem with the with the backing peeling off the controller, which was very irksome to me. Um, I actually, yeah, I actually had to. If uh, my trusty assistant will hand me mine. There we go. Um, <laughs> I actually had to replace this rubber. Really? Oh. Um, huh. I, bought, I bought some replacements oh, on uh, to see. on uh, Amazon not too long ago. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, interesting. Because this, like, this side had peeled. One side had peeled all the way off. Um, I ended up replacing both sides because I was replacing one so they feel the same um yeah i don't know none of the people that i know that had elites ever complained about controllers but they did complain i mean complain about joysticks but they did complain a lot about like the backing and such messing up um and i (laughs) 
infamously my buddy my buddy Chris who plays tons of gear Gears of War bought the Gears of War Elite and the finish and the stuff started coming off and he sent it back to Microsoft for them to fix and they said they couldn't fix it they could they'd have to replace it and they sent him back a regular elite oh, oh no 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 that's not allowed so and which was jacked up because you can't find the gears elites anymore like even if you try to buy a used one it's like 350 bucks wow so he was hot that like they didn't even send him back his like they sent him a replacement but kept yeah that see gears. that yeah they should send his back because i mean like his has inherent value just in the right the presence of yeah, then he could have decided like hey do i want to do i want to crack it open and try to fix it myself or take it somewhere like he could have taken it to east starland and they might have been able to fix it yeah um so, good yeah Lord. he was just sol he was heated so so did he did he end up uh reaching back out and like what happened yeah and they gave him some old bs yo that's not cool dude mm. Which, okay i'd be irritated about that but but to this story, does this really rise to the level of class action lawsuit? Man, that was listen. my first response to. Well, really? class action lawsuit, I don't know if there's a, is there monetary value that is required for class action? Or is it just the number of people? I don't know. If anybody out there is a lawyer uh, and wants to write into the show and educate us on class action lawsuits... And how but, this works, I'd be happy let me to just read it. Say, it's a two hundred dollar controller. Oh no, it's expensive. Like, don't get me wrong, and a lot oh, of people expensive. bought it. But how many? I don't know. Like, how widespread was this? Oh, they filed it in D.C. too. Or no, 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 Washington. It must have been Washington, Washington State, not State. Washington D.C. Well, yeah, because uh, that's where you know Microsoft. Um, and actually, I'm wondering. Oh, and so they're even talking about there's a defective issue with. The series too. Oh, really? Yeah. Come on, Microsoft. So, you could do better. So I guess is this something Microsoft knew about and just put out anyways? Or yeah. well, that, that's you know, that's ultimately what it comes or, down to, right? Like if if it's going to be a class action issue, where like Microsoft has to be audited to know, yeah, like they they followed all the QA QA testing. There was this thing never came up. Until like here we are and now it's starting to pop up like they here's have some, to show some kind of here's proof. something I think they have to consider and I don't know that necessarily that they do the audience of people that you're marketing to who are going to spend that money on this controller are going to put inherently more stress on the controller than your normal player right. Like, if I'm going to spend $200 on a controller, I'm probably a person who has that controller on my hand hours a day. Yeah. So, like, you've really got to yeah. you got to make the tolerances good. I'd be interested to see if people ever run into these types of issues with, like, scuff controllers. Oh, that's a good, that's a really good comparison. Mm. Like, because scuff controllers are geared towards people who are going hard and and i wonder if that if those types of that type of thought yeah. drove playstation to farm out their controller 
to Astro. Huh. Yeah. Not that Astro has been above um, their own set of issues with quality control, but. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you you'd think that there would be some kind of rigorous testing and, and who knows, maybe they didn't really account for that, but it's like you know, a premium quality you, controller you used what, for competitive play. So you, you know what else is a pain in the butt about these? So one of the pluses to these controllers is that you can customize your, your, your thumb pad, your, I'm sorry, your joysticks, and your d-pad you know all of this come off so i play with a circular a d-pad i don't know if y'all can see that good. okay yeah yeah i can mm -hmm. um but like you know you could take this off and you could play with a traditional d-pad it's got it's got sections for paddles on the back that you can map to any other buttons so like you know if i wanted my grenade button to be the top paddle and my fingers closer to that i could do that What's super pain in the ass is getting replacements. Mm. Why? Why? Why is is it such a pain? I don't know. You just can't find them. Okay, so it's really it's, it's not, not just like a matter of dealing with their support. No, no. Like if I just said, "Oh, I lost one of these joysticks," because it's magnetic, like they can come off, and I've lost them before. Um, like going on the Amazon and getting them is not the easiest thing in the world. Mm. Or, like, you have to buy a whole set of everything. Like, I just want joysticks. Like, my paddles are fine. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but, like, I feel like if you're going to sell a $200 controller, these are things that should be easy. Be ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, be, that's, be prepared to sell me something. You would think that's that's the market that you would want to take care of. <laughs> yeah. Looks Give me like some options. Premium. Can I get different color stuff? You know what I mean? Like, what if I don't want traditional black? What if I want orange mm -hmm. or yellow? I love this and, customized controller I got. It's not the it's not the elite, but it's my it's this red one. It says cross at the yeah. bottom. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, but like, you know, it's nice being able to customize everything from the grip on the back being, you know, it's like got like a rubber grip and everything. It's uh, that Vulcan, that Vulcan rubber. It's awesome. Yeah. So uh, anyway, let us know about what you think about this class action lawsuit. You can email joystickandmouse at gmail.com. And breaking news coming at you from like, I don't know, an hour ago. Um, and I feel like this is actually ago. kind of familiar because I think I think that there were, there were some hints of this being a thing. Um, but uh, a new PS5 leak claims to reveal massive new feature. The feature is the ability to try any game for free for a limited time. If you like it, you can buy it. And this is such a right step in the right direction, right? Sure. So, please and, let this be real. Well, <laughs> and, and you kind of think about some some of the ways that people have been doing this today. For instance, Steam, company that we all know and love, have way too many games on their thing, and then I never play them. Um, they have this great feature with Steam where you're like, I'm going to buy it, and if you don't play it. Or if you only get a certain number of hours into it, you can ask for a refund. It's five, um, right? Five hours? It's Yeah, it's either five hours or... Yeah, maybe it's five hours or a certain amount of, like, progress through the game. Um, something, something like that. 
So and it's and it's dictated, yeah, but through Steam and and their the the person you know that's gonna that's licensing the game through them. So the uh so it, that that's already being done, and that's a great way to make it accessible and 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 allow that flexibility for the consumer. Um, this is a no brainer, especially when we talk about the direction that the that the world is really moving in with with cloud gaming. Um, everything is on the cloud. This accessibility in general, this is a theme that the that um, the industry is moving in, and it would be really great to see something like this just be that nice little added cherry on top to make gaming very accessible, no matter who you are, where you are, whatever situation that you're in. Um, this is it just it's such a no brainer to me. So, Diddy, what are your thoughts? Uh, I I hope it's true. I hope they do this. And I think this makes publishers put out better games because if you can try the game for a couple of hours and it sucks, you won't buy it. You will just because how many times have we spent 60 bucks on a game and played it for an hour or two and said, oh, my God, this is terrible. Yeah. And walked away from it. And yeah. it sat on the shelf ever since. Yep. I um. I wonder if they're going to be able to get this into third-party gaming. Like, is this a feature that's only going to apply to first parties? Uh, no, I, I, I think that this is a this is a platform decision. Is kind of what well, I mean, that's a tough thing. Well, I, I hope mean, so. Yeah, I mean, you hope, but the only people they have control over is PlayStation Studios. Yeah, but but you know, again, like depending on the clock that they bring, the pressure that they bring to the publishers. I mean. At one point, yeah, it may apply too much pressure to a publisher, um, but I, in honestly, I agree with Diddy. That's the right type of pressure that you want as a consumer. Um, and again, yeah, this is speaking from me as a consumer, certainly. But that's the the right sort of expectation that you want to set um, for the publishers coming out with quality titles for what should be a really quality brand. Um, barring other issues that I have with Sony and their predictability in this case, uh, uh, so you got issues with Sony, huh? I, yeah, I feel like I made issues? that pretty clear. I think that they're just not very innovative. Like this is this is fairly innovative, but it. Um, so you know, we'll see. Uh, I, I just think Listen, that, I, I think this they is the got, future. Yeah, Sony for the PlayStation Four. They got so lucky on a P on a PR nightmare from their competition that they just, they moved a lot of units and nobody really cared about the innovation. Right. Yeah. I think this is the generation where they're going to really have to, they're going to have to put out like, mm -hmm. um, because I don't think, well, one, I don't think Microsoft's going to make the same PR nightmare again. God help us. Mm -hmm. um, but, most of the stuff that they were talking about four years ago is stuff that people actually want now. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're gonna. I think they're gonna have to innovate. This may. This may have. Like this may be their. You know, their trick up the sleeve. To, yeah, you gotta. You gotta do a little more than that, Sonny. I mean, I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about it. Uh, and I just. I, I want to see more. What they really need to do is they need to come out here and say, hey, this PS5 is going to play every PlayStation game ever. Yeah, and they, they, they've said previous titles, you know, caveats. So, 
we'll see. And not every not every previous title because it's like 100 at launch and then Micro- maybe more. And then Microsoft said every every Xbox game from Gen One to now will play on the new. Yeah, system. they said yes, but I can't remember what the caveat. The caveat was, was that they're they've counted 100 titles are are available at launch for Xbox or Sony. Sony. Oh, but I think X. I think Microsoft said all. That like, that if you got case, a physical disc, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought I thought Sony said all PS4 titles, not all back titles, but all PS4 titles would play on the PlayStation Five. Mm, uh, yeah, I, I mean that might be true, but they were they were talking about the previous consoles like to, to tim's point right like you've got all these older systems how do mm-hmm. you comp how, how do you include those in yeah, the mix right i was just looking at it and then it went away hold on damn it all right we'll give <laughs> i was on the page and i was looking at the paragraph and then like something popped like more stuff populated on the stop, screen you gotta stop looking at that porn making that porn pop Hey, 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 I don't do that during the podcast. <laughs> not during, just not during the <laughs> Um, what the hell? I don't know. It's right in, though, friends uh, at home. Uh, this is exhilarating radio. Us looking for things. <laughs> so uh, you can email joystickamouse at gmail.com and let us know. And if Tim finds it, we'll, we'll chime in here on the show. Um, all right, we have a full stream of head news. Uh, here we go, Diddy. You ready? Oh, wait. There's a sound for some reason. Wasn't I was working. waiting for this. I was waiting it for was, the toot. It, <laughs> I, I, I tried tooting and it wasn't tooting, and then finally it tooted. <laughs> all right, in previous weeks, we've had some bad news for NVIDIA concerning their cloud gaming service, GeForce Now. But this week, they got a shot in the arm as they cozy up to Epic Games, who will bring new titles to GeForce Now every week every week you're that gonna get a huge. new a new game on geforce now from epic now epic's been doing this for a while i got so many games in my backlog from epic <laughs> it just isn't funny but recently they've come out with some really good ones like i played uh world war z um oh, i still need to play that which is oh my god it's an amazing game it's so much fun um uh they just dropped one yesterday this week uh which was uh just cause which is a great yeah, they, game and they've actually come out with a, another one and i'm bringing up my epic games while you're talking so keep talking um so i've been really happy with epic with you amnesia. know giving us a free yeah amnesia that these these are real titles that are not that old crash really good games that that they're just giving away for free i'm i'm all in i i think i think the the relationship that epic that uh geforce now has with epic and you play i think that's what will keep them afloat um enough and i think this will bring enough people in to keep the service going because their service is fantastic yeah it is now i i also want to um so so yes, this is this is great. Um, it's finally a win that we've seen after the past few weeks of Nvidia kind of getting crushed by 
IPs pulling out and all that sort of stuff, right? So I think this is a good move for them. I'm I'm still hopeful for this sort of service because it's awesome. It's really good. Oh, um, the other vicious rumor is that uh, EA and Blizzard are coming back to GeForce now. Well, that would be a step in the right direction. And, and frankly, that could have been just like an IP hiccup and they didn't. But yeah, that was widely known that Blizzard didn't give them the OK and it was a little premature. Yeah, that was that was apparently miscommunication between the two companies right. about publishing it on their service. And there was it was like, wait a second, we didn't give you the go ahead. But, but NVIDIA, how dare you? And we're going to back out for now, but we'll keep talking. We'll, let's let's get it all together. Pull it out. Let's get it all together and then we'll put it back in. That's what she said. Um, very interested in seeing how all this kind of comes into fruition. So, J Dimes, you have any comments? I think it's in the best interest of everyone. They need to get their shit together mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, make this thing work, man. You know, let what I everybody mean? let people stream their games. We pay for them. Yeah, let stream them. You know what I realized we didn't talk about? And this is a huge video game news that came out since last episode. And I can't believe that I didn't even think of it. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was announced. Are you guys familiar with that? Yeah, I've never yeah. finished an Assassin's Creed game. The, I don't know. So that's, We already played as a Viking. Well, no. no, no. So, Do so I have is, to steer a ship? Th- this is, yeah, I hope so. Because that, nope. that's my favorite part. Viking. Of course there are going to be ships. I'm out. So here's here's my thought on this real quick, and, and maybe we'll dive into some of the Assassin's Creed stuff for next week. Did if you want to take a quick note on that, maybe we'll do that for next week. But um so I, I to this day have I've beaten every single Assassin's Creed game, unlike Jade Imes. Uh and I've I've loved the ride. These late like lately these games um I've played them all just like enough. uh Origins, Assassin's Creed Origins not a huge fan of, of the new kind of game style where it feels almost like RPG ish. Um, and Odyssey, I, I haven't beaten. Um, I've been dying to get back into it mostly because of this big ass 75 inch TV to kind of round it up to the top of the show uh, and, and to kind of see it there. Um, and I, I feel like Valhalla is going to bring a bit of the same. I mean, you're playing a fucking Viking warrior. How is that very assassiny? So, maybe we'll talk a little bit about how the Assassin's yeah, Creed. The Vikings weren't known for being stealth. Yeah, like maybe maybe next episode we'll talk a little bit about how the the Viking or how the Assassin's Creed um, genre and that IP has kind of evolved over the several several years, decade plus that the games have been out. And I, I would actually really welcome our listeners to write in and give your thoughts on it. You can email joystickamouse at gmail.com. Uh, we'll provide some feedback on the show and uh, and use you guys as talking points. So, it, um, you know, I looked at Valhalla and I said, well, you know what? Fine, I'll pre-order it. And then I looked at it and the base game is 60 bucks, just like normal. Yeah. But if I wanted to get the top game and all the content for a year, it's a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. Jeez. Well, you think about that's, it. Th- th- that's twenty bucks more than the gold edition for Division was. Like, but you look at a lot of those games. All of the all of the add on stuff that you end up buying ends up being like another sixty bucks anyway. If you buy it. If you buy it. No, exactly. So that's why it's like I never buy the top of the line thing. 
I hardly buy DLC at all, to be frank. Um, and if I would, I would just kind of pick and choose what it is. So that's why I never buy the top thing. And I look at, like, what's a little expansion that I want to play, if if at all. And then I'll just buy that, which is like 10 bucks is, or 20 Is 120 just for the year, or is that everything they release for the game? That is for the season pass, the game, and the ultimate pack. Okay, so you're so, getting okay, all so the little the added stuff. Edition. So there should be a gold edition. There's an inside... Un- it's a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. See, that's, that's the season pass and the game. Yeah, yeah. and okay, that's yeah. more reasonable. Yeah, but you know what? Ubisoft burned me with this whole division content. So. That's why I don't buy. I don't buy anything yeah. until I until I see yeah, what so it's going fr- uh, to turn out. I to think be. that's that's if they use if division is is the uh, is the blueprint for them. You'll pay the ninety nine dollars for the game in the year one, and it will be a year's worth of content. Yep. And then a year from then, they'll come out with new content. They'll charge you thirty dollars for it, and then I'm paying. I'll pay ten bucks a season for the season stuff that they're doing, and I think they're going to be four seasons. By the time that's over, they'll be ready to sell me a new game. Yeah, Division <sighs> Three, everybody. All right. Well, yeah. uh, write in again, joystickandmouse at gmail.com if you want to chime in on that conversation. We'll we'll likely jump into a bit of. Uh, the Assassin's Creed IP and, and how that's evolved over the years. So that'll do it for us today. That's the show, everybody. Let's clap it out. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to reach out and contribute to the show, as I mentioned, you can email joystickandmouse at gmail.com. You can learn about how to uh, follow all of us on the show here, me, Diddy, J-Dimes, um, over at joystickandmouse.com. While you're there, find a link for your favorite podcatcher. Make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss a single episode. We do this weekly, and we do it live over at twitch.tv slash alexalbisu. So until next time. See you later, folks. Later. That that was (laughs) Take care, everybody. Have a good rest of your night. If you like this show... Check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>